as we turn to an ASMR podcast a year into the podcast. And you're probably wondering, Mike, you should probably stop doing that because some people find this very weird. But I want to be the second person to talk in a normal voice because Matt finally got an upgrade on his audio and I want him to be the first person to have the full length volume of this podcast. So Matt, how are you today? It's the first time. Careful with your words. How is everything going on? I literally can't hear one word you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the new microphone feels good. Sounds good. I'm excited. Um, it was a journey and a half for us to get the, the, the microphone together. <laughs> it, it took some time, uh, but we made it work. And uh, the cool thing is we can use it for, I can use it for when I stream too, which is even better. And it just, you know, it kind of, it's funny. Like I used the first microphone for the year and now it's kind of like second year two, baby part year two and upgrading the microphone upgrades, people upgrades, people upgrades. Well, everybody, yes, it's time for another episode of the funny business podcast. Thank you all so much for joining. Once again, we're happy to have you back. And if you're new here, if you don't know who we are, first half we do entertainment, second half we do sports. Kind of like deja vu all over again, because I remember saying this back in episode two a long, long time ago. <laughs> now it's I feel like we did episode. that for like the first like 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. And then we just well, got to a point where it was like, yeah, whatever. You know who we are. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, Matt, let's jump into some stories and some things today. Matt, I know you and I are both very much so lovable with dogs we've just absolutely enjoyed dogs we love dogs we love doge dogecoin to the moon to the moon baby (laughs) one day one day (laughs) but matt i i found a a study um that that is very surprising i don't know if you had a chance to look over it but to the viewers and listeners at home uh we have found that a new research published in the journal of psychological science finds that dogs exhibit types of jealous behavior even when they only imagine their owner is interacting with another dog what was weird to me is that this wasn't already like a known thing like didn't it just seems like every dog like when your dog sees you with another dog like it gets it gets excited comes over like dogs get excited for a lot of things but you know if you come home smelling like another dog sometimes your dog isn't too friendly with you for a few hours so i kind of i'm surprised this is the new study i i i, I mean i never really like dived into it myself i'm not a scientist obviously but i i this is the the this story kind of surprised me well matt there's there's a particular reason why i brought it up and i'm sure you would be very intrigued to find out um chase is super jealous is he Oh, like really jealous. God. So, for those who don't know, Chase No is not my dog. Um, it's actually uh, my girlfriend Jenna's parents' dog. Um, now, the funny way and how this all ties together in a weird way, as far as Matt knowing, is I think I remember saying this a couple episodes back into this context. But if you're new, welcome to the story again. Um, Matt Matt's family needed a new home for Chase, um, and it ended up being Jenna's parents being the new home. Matt, I kid you not, it is only with Jenna. Jenna is the only person that Chase is not jealous of, but like jealous of other people if they're interacting with Jenna. So to give you context, 
Okay, uh, so there's there's a couple of occurrences that happen. So I'm sitting down on the couch. I was walking, watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and like Chase was, you know, find it. Chase found my my lap, so he's sitting on my lap. So Jenna's about to go to the gym, and like was standing behind me from the couch. So like wasn't like sitting next to me or anything like that. It was just a very casual like sitting behind, and you know she's like like rubbing rubbing the hair and whatnot, and she goes in for a hug. All of a sudden, J- Chase jumps on my chest and is like what the heck you doing <laughs> like, that's crazy off. so he does that for hugs he does that for when you're um you know getting close to somebody when you're sitting with somebody uh it gets it gets very intriguing and kind of insane as far as um uh what do you call it like the whole um the whole way that it's planned out so it's, that's it's that's weird. crazy. So I brought it up, but but as far as how this study was portrayed, Matt, um, the researchers set up an experiment where 18 dogs imagined their owners interacting with either a realistic-looking stuffed dog or a similarly-sized fleece-covered cylinder that looked nothing like a dog. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Pass. The, the fake dog played the role of a potential rival while the cylinder was a control. So... Those science terms give you a little bit of perspective. Like the control part was okay, so there's no chance. Well, there we know the outcome per that. Um, first, the dogs watched stuffed the stuffed dog next to the owner. Then a barrier was placed between the dog and the stuffed animal, so they could no longer see the potential uh, rival. The dogs pulled strongly on their leashes when their owners appeared to be petting the fake dog behind the barrier. In the second experiment, the dogs pulled on. On their leashes with less force when the owners appeared to be petting the fleece cylinder. Interesting. I, I mean, this is just another reason to never piss off your dog. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, Amila Bastos, who is a PhD candidate at the University of Auckland in New Zealand, um, said that we developed a novel methodology whereby we could directly measure the amount of force of a dog used to pull on its lead. This provided the first easily quantifiable objective measure to how strongly dogs attempt to approach a jealousy-inducing interaction between their owner and a social rival. This is called the, quote, approach response, as the dog tries to get closer to the owner and the potential rival. Researchers were able to measure the actual strength of the approach response rather than relying on inconsistent behaviors like barking, whining, growling, or attempting to bite, which would vary among dogs. I thought that was really smart that they came up with this experiment without having those, I guess, quips. There's probably a better scientific term than quips, but like, I think when we think about a whining dog, like we think the dog is upset. But that can mean totally different other things for other dogs. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you're, you're probably right. Maybe who knows what emotion they're having because they, we can't actually talk to them. So we don't really know. And, it, you know, sometimes like my dog, Daisy, uh, sometimes she's very attached to my dad. And when my mom goes to give him a hug, Daisy gets in the middle and tries to like break him up. That's that's kind of just what dogs do. They, they, they love so much and they just have a, such a strong attraction to people that they don't want their owners to always be with other people or dogs. They just want their love for themselves. Yeah, which is like a man's best friend. I, I wanted to ask, how would how would the world change if we were able to talk to dogs? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if that would necessarily be a good thing. I, I think that could get, could get dicey. Like, some dogs just, like, constantly 
wanting food or like to go to the park. Like I feel like it'd be like an annoying like eight year old who does like doesn't shut up. Maybe that that's <laughs> like what talking to the dog Matt, is. I mean that that yeah, exactly Matt. yes yes. It's like that that uh. Uh, is it a squirrel? Alan. 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 I mean, oh, no, that, who knows? Not. That could be like that. Although well, no, that's we not Alan. <laughs> that's not Alan. That's Steve. 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 <laughs> like everyone wants to talk to dogs. And sir, I would love to talk to a dog myself. But I don't think everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, it'd be so cool. Would it? Because some dogs are kind of stupid. Could you imagine traditional? Well, I'm sure this does happen. I, I don't know from firsthand experience, but like jail like, you know, they have, like, the opportunity, like, to for visitors to come in and, like, being able to talk across the glass. And, like, <laughs> that could be, like, the opportunity. Like, okay, you have two minutes to talk to the dog. Um, and then after that, like, you can't talk to the dog anymore. Like, if, if only there was some type of rhythmic setting that you could set on the dog. Like, I want to talk to my dog for two minutes every day at 6 o'clock. So that way you could be like, all right, you hungry? When do you think you need to go to the bathroom? Is there anything else we can do for you? Just get that all done out of the way. <laughs> I'm in for that. I think that's a genius idea. I mean, especially, like, if they're having, like... But if you could, like, pick and choose your five minutes. So, like, if they if it looks like they're not feeling well, it's like, hey, what's up? You got to poop? You got to throw up? What, what are you doing here? You got to go outside or am I getting a trash bag? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Um, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it would be cool to talk to dogs all day. But it, it is kind of neat that the study kind of showed, like, they do have more emotions than people first thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we, we underestimate animals. Um, obviously, us being the the prime primal species is that the correct terminology sure like the individual we're doctors we're uh animaltologists we're Vet- veterinarians vets, <laughs> vets. um <laughs> yeah uh because even with um where was i going with that because i got totally lost with that talking about um yeah we're dogs emotions like dogs they emotions. had more than we thought we they have more than we thought like dogs know how we feel sometimes Good which point. is even crazier than than how we how when we know what dogs are feeling um you know we unfortunately have to understand that there's this underlying um not attempt but uh you know with the um those those things like you know you can tell a dog's really sick when they are finally sick like I think you and I both know, like, okay, like, maybe I'm getting a little cold. You know that before you actually get the cold and it's full force. But unfortunately, we have to find out our animals and pets when they're fully sick and seeing the result for that. The other thing to think about, too, is everyone always assumes that when two dogs see each other, they get so excited that they go up and sniff each other. Maybe they're saying, like, hey, back off. Like, my owners can't go near you. Like, you're bad news. We don't know. Maybe they have dog beef between each other. Dog beef. Oh man, you're barking up the wrong tree here. Yeah, pal. who knows? Maybe they're about to throw hands or throw, throw, throw paws. paws. <laughs> so, if you do have a dog at your house, give them a hug. Say, "I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to cheat on you. Whatever you got to do." Never going to give somebody, you up. Never going to let you down. I was just, I was going to try to stay away from that, but you brought it up. <laughs> and Chase, cool. Chase, if you are listening, go, please. We all love back, you, man. Back like, off relax <laughs> good boy good boy <laughs> well matt i hate to break it to you but we have some breaking news here on the funny business podcast oh, okay it's sound so scary sound the alarms we have a gnome shortage 
Uh, that's breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a gnome fan. So, what? Oh, well, this is a breaking well, well, news. Well, so you're getting into your stuff no, first, no, then no, I'll get I into the gnomes. Okay, fine. So, um, Matt, do you remember the Suez Canal memed uh, oh. boat? I was invested. I mean, so, I, I don't understand how he can't just push the canal or they push the the boat out of the canal. But that's another story for another day. So that is partially the reason why there is a gnome shortage. Um, so the popularity of these garden centers during lockdown are causing shortage of garden gnomes. Uh, the ornaments are in short supply with raw materials hard to come by. And the recent blockage of the Suez Canal, like I mentioned, contributing to the nationwide shortage. Um, Ian Byrne, who's the assistant manager of Highfield Garden World in Whitminster, said that there has been a massive upswing in the sales of garden gnomes. Uh, we haven't seen a gnome in six months now, unfortunately, uh, and experienced somewhat of a boom in their popularity was causing issues with the availability of many popular items. So, Matt, I do have to know, why don't you like gnomes? All right. So everyone's like, oh, gnomes are cool and like they protect the garden and the lawn. You ever read any of the Goosebumps uh, books back in like elementary school? There's one where like gnomes come to life and they're like attacking people. And I read that for class. I've been terrified of gnomes ever since. I've been terrified. Absolutely terrified of them. I mean, you just never know when those things are going to come, like, stab you in the neck with a knife. They're just, like, creepy looking, too. Like, they're they're, like they're small and, like, they're, like just get an elf. Like, elves are, like, a, I feel like elves are, like, a cooler elves version seasonal, of gnomes. Though. Well, that's because they're, first of all, we don't know. If, uh, first of all, elves are not seasonal. They make toys year-round. Get your facts. Yeah, so we're going to put them in front of our lawn instead of sending them to the North Pole. Well, yeah, so that instead of making tories, they can, like, rake the garden or, like, pick up the leaves, cut the grass, do that stuff. <laughs> that sounds like a gift for mom and dad instead. <laughs> Are you saying you wouldn't want your own personal elf? It sounds like my personal butler to me. But exactly, but it's a personal elf. I bet you they make bomb-ass cookies. I bet they do, but hopefully they can make more than just cookies. <laughs> I also, I, I can't believe that the Suez Canal caused the gnome shortage. I heard it was potentially going to cause a toilet paper shortage. Gnome shortage was new to me. Yeah, very, very, very new. So um, they're, again, like I, like we said back previously, it's the, uh, not the, not the actual gnomes. So like it's the actual materials that are needed to make gnomes. So to me, if I were to dig a little bit more, I don't think gnomes are the only things that are causing a shortage. Um, I think there's a couple other things that are causing such a shortage. But specifically, um, you know, when, you, when it comes to news, the weirdness of it, you're not going to report that uh, a dog bit a man, but you're going to report when a man bites a dog. Um, so... <laughs> fair seven point. That's a fair seven point. journalistic news values, Matt. Learn them. <laughs> um so that's that's how that this story was brought up. But um, within this, Matt, I I, I kind of want to know what what do you think else is going to be effective because of the Suez Canal? I know you, we have no idea what the heck was either on the Suez Canal on that boat or the boats that were stuck because of it. But like, I wonder what the heck else is going to be a shortage. I did hear toilet paper was an option. God knows we need another toilet paper shortage after oh last God. year. But I heard that was an option. I don't know if that actually is happening or going to happen. Um, I'm trying to think what what other things are made of, like gnomes are made of. Did I tell you that I ran through all of our final townhouse toilet paper 
during Did quarantine. you finally? Oh man. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was right. I forgot about that. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I was the last person who carried it on. Um so back in junior year we were in a townhouse and they gave us just this big box of toilet paper. Um the thing literally was probably from I'd say like an average desk height. I think we had enough the whole school year. I don't we even think a- they had a refill once. No, we didn't have to refill, but then we were moving into an apartment and we're like, well, like we need toilet paper. We all looked at the box, so we just started stuffing toilet paper. That lasted me, Matt. I know the four of us lived together, then the two of us, then the three of us, and then just me now. That lasted for one, two, three. That lasted for four years, man. Four years. That's crazy. I we could solve the toilet paper shortage ourselves. <laughs> we just need the toilet paper for, just for like the state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> So yeah, that's how that's how we kept toilet paper going, and it was just kind of weird that I that I um had to buy toilet paper again. I don't even know how expensive toilet paper is, to be honest. You get the no cheap idea. kind, you can get the expensive kind. Well, you, hold on, you can't get cheap toilet paper. That's just like that. that oh, you that's, totally can. Yeah, but like oh, but as a personal yeah, perspective, like you don't, you shouldn't. You, get, don't, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. Makes yeah, sense. It's not, yes, yeah, that's something you don't cheap out on. I mean, you're balling on a budget, man. You kind of. I'd rather ball on a budget on like shampoo than toilet paper. Shampoo than toilet paper. Yeah, I'd rather pay more for toilet paper or like buy the expensive toilet paper and not buy the expensive shampoo. Shampoo, that's how they get you. They can get you with some of the shampoo products. Unless it's like Bath and Body Works, which is like buy two, get one free. I mean, that's just, we're not going to go there. (laughs) I'm just going to. I'm going to bypass that. You're going to bypass that? Yeah. <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I don't feel like getting upset right now. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, they they have yet to determine when the shortage will return to normal. Um, but Matt, I, I don't think that that is too much of a, a pressing matter, unlike toilet paper and chicken back in the day. Yeah. It's a bad time if you had like a gnome break last year and you're trying to get one for your garden. That kind of sucks. I feel like there's also only like a two month period where like gnomes are popular. Probably like April to June, I would say. Do may- gnomes, may- maybe a little more. Do gnomes serve any purpose other than I think, decoration? I think it's supposed to be like they like protect the yard or something. That's why I'm saying elves are better. Gnome in the yard. <laughs> I, I don't know if my family's ever had a gnome. I don't know if you guys did. No. We never did. <laughs> I feel like there's a specific type of people that like gnomes. I feel like they're not like obviously not everyone's a gnome person. Maybe we all all are just gnomes and we don't even know about it. Did I ever tell you about the guy that lives kind of like down the street from me? No. His front yard is full of like full sized ceramic animals. There's like a there's a giant butterfly. I was like, I was like what there's are we talking a, about? There's a gorilla, giraffe dinosaur i mean like a bear he's just got like tons of them on his front yard and it just takes up like you can you can barely see the front of his house because he's just got ceramic animals all over the place i don't know if i was just raised this way but like i'm more about like seeing my grass more than anything and like having those ornaments in your front yard is more of a pain in the ass to mow around I mean, you would know better than I would as far as, like, the, the layout of it all. But, like, I'm just thinking it just being super cluttered and you don't even see the grass. I agree. Obviously, for Christmas, like, we're going to put some stuff out. 
But yeah, I would rather see like grass and like plants, like some colorful well, plants out front and out back. You put some stuff out, but you take it back in when you're done with it. Right. Like this is permanent. Like this yeah. is semi-permanent. Yeah. No, that, that guy keeps it up year round, 24-7 in the snow, in the rain, in the sun, in the mud, everything. Matt's neighbor, I hope you're listening. <laughs> Could be. Because we are harshly judging you right now. <laughs> oh, no. I, actually, we love it. Like we actually get excited when we drive by. We I've, I don't know him or her. I don't really okay. know who it is. Um, but every time we drive by, we're like, "Hey, there's a new one," and it's actually like kind of cool to drive by. It's too funny. <laughs> well, hopefully, if you are looking to invest, you're looking to purchase a gnome itself. Um, you may have to wait a little bit, but however, um, you will get it when it comes, and uh, you'll be all happy, happy, happy with the the gnome. Grace. You won't gnome, gnome when it will come. Yeah. Never gonna gnome. Bazinga. <laughs> I think that's what he says. Who, who from who? Uh, Sheldon Cooper. Sheldon, yeah, Bazinga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two totally different things. But um speaking of names, Matt, final topic for today. I thought this was hilarious. This is just an internet meme of the century. I'm not even calling it the year strictly the century that's accurate that is very accurate (laughs) so if you haven't seen it already or haven't witnessed it um facebook decided well not facebook itself but there was a little um fight going on in a park in nebraska um where hundreds of people flocked to engage in an intense pool noodle brawl and Matt, you, I, well, you probably read the article, but people who are listening, you probably will never guess what the reason behind was. It was a brawl over the name Josh. I mean, if, if you had to pick one name for this to be revolved around, I think Josh is one of the top choices. Absolutely. So how this all started, Matt? It all started a year ago when pandemic boredom set in and Josh Swain, a 22-year-old college student from Tuscan, Arizona, messaged others who shared his name on social media and challenged them to a duel. (laughs) The planning began. (laughs) Hundreds showed up this past Saturday at the Air Park in Lincoln, location chosen at random to participate in the silliness. The festivities started with a grueling and righteous battle of rock, paper, scissors between Josh Swain of Air- from Arizona and Josh Swain from Omaha, Nebraska. There's two Josh Waynes? That's, that's even better. Oh my gosh. Um, the Arizona student won the competition, allowing him to claim the title of the true Josh Swain. Uh, the pool noodle competition that followed was open to anyone with the first name of Josh. I thank God they used pool noodles, man. Oh my God. Like, thank God. If they would have actually used, like, real swords or, like, knives, I couldn't That'd even imagine. Good. I couldn't even imagine. I uh, People were dressed up in costumes, Matt. I don't know if you saw the videos on Barstool or anything like that, but you certainly saw somebody dressed up as Daddy One Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, running around with a pool noodle. I mean, this one guy, he's got two red noodles. It looks like Darth Maul's saber. <laughs> that, that's, that's crazy. This one guy has it taped up. Like, he's got, like, a pattern taped up on it. And then there's this guy who looks like just got done hitting this Josh to the ground. And Josh... Is holding his fist and like screaming in the air. 
So the winner, Matt, got to receive a Burger King crown for being the ultimate Josh. Uh, that concerns me a little bit. Why? Have you, have you seen the, uh, Burger King guy on the airport? On the plane? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that concerns me a little bit, because I've seen that meme going around, so I hope that's not the true meaning of it. Yeah, I hope not either. Well, that even gets worse, Matt, because you want to know who the winner of the Ultimate Josh competition? Can I guess his first name was Josh? (laughs) Yeah, well, of course his first name was Josh. (laughs) I hope so. Could you imagine if, like, an Allen one? Guess the age of this individual. Um, let's see. This happened in Nebraska. I don't know why that has any <laughs> determining factor, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say 22. You're wrong. How old? The winner was four-year-old Joshua Vincent Jr. That's, I mean, that kid might just be the greatest well, he is the greatest, the greatest, greatest Josh. Josh of all time. How did how do you win the battle of the Joshers exactly? Uh really didn't give any context. Um, it was it was interesting of how we saw. I mean, you and I saw the videos. Like people were hitting each other, but like no one was like backing out from it. I uh, very weird video. Very very weird. <laughs> Hysterical, like you said, meme of the century. Um, uh, do you feel like maybe they just gave it to? young josh because he was four and we're like ah we'll crown maybe him the no winner. one maybe no one realized that his name was josh and that he just came in and just gave the game-winning blow to to have him crown the victor could be that's a good idea also I'm if i say- know if i know the name josh there's probably some like 30 year old there that like hates that four-year-old now because he wanted to be the winner of the, battle of the joshers i mean let's be real if you're uh, any name. If there's a battle of the mics, if you're the battle of the mats, you want to win. Like you want to be the oh, best, yeah. mat, the best mic, the best Josh there is. Um, I thought it was funny. Uh, you know, just just simply, I I I figured a kid was gonna win the battle of the Joshes, but just the amount of support and how big this blew up for a big Josh battle. I mean, it just goes to show how powerful the internet could really be. Oh my gosh, you could go viral for the most stupid stuff. It, it's perfect. I love the internet. People say they hate the internet. I love the internet. I love the internet for things like this, because without the internet, we would not know about the Battle of the Joshers. We just wouldn't. And also, thank uh, this, you could not pick a better place for this to go on than Nebraska. Nebraska. You just can't. Well, the, good, the good news is, Matt, there was some goodwill to this battle. Um the attendees of the brawl donated two to three hundred pounds for food, um, of food. Sorry, two to three hundred pounds of food to the Food Bank of Lincoln and raised more than eight thousand dollars for the Children's Hospital and Medical Center Foundation in Omaha. Okay, there we go. So yeah, maybe the, you know, I feel like the name Josh has like a negative connotation. I would say. Would you agree with that? I mean, I would say Karen's a little bit more negative connotation than a Josh. I feel like, okay, yeah, negative, yes. Maybe negative is not the word I'm looking for. I feel like a lot of people think if your name's Josh, you're maybe not the most intelligent person. But I feel like this is going to uh, change the reputation of Josh's around the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, could you imagine? It's almost like uh, the boy was brought up. I'm trying to think of a good movie reference to think of like a boy being raised and then brought up. God, what what's a good movie? Like boy being raised and then like got told like Batman. 
like Bruce Wayne. Like, like his, you, I mean. You do know his parents are dead, right? If that's what I mean. So, like, this whole story behind, like, Bruce's parents being dead and then being this superhero fighting crime and whatnot compared to this four-year-old Josh who won this battle of the Joshes and now he's, like, 22 years old in college and his fun fact of two truths and a lie was, I won the battle of the Joshes in Nebraska. <laughs> you think he's going to put that on his resume? Oh, heck yeah, I would. I absolutely I would. would. At least, I mean, like, the, your first first resume when you're just going for, like, a high school job. You're like, yeah, I won the Battle of the Joshes. Battle of the Joshes. <laughs> that's 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 just awesome. Thank God for for Joshes and for Nebraska and for the internet. The thing that did concern me though was this is not a very socially distant event that was uh, not no. happening here. No, yeah, no, not a lot of masks from what I nope. saw. That um, was very concerning. Yeah, I mean, hey, with the Battle of the Joshes, you got to take what you get. Yeah, let's just hope there's not a COVID. If, if we know there's a COVID spike, we know why. Yeah, hopefully not too many people traveled like thousands of miles for this, because that's, that's also a bad look. You're like, hey, uh, I got to go on vacation to Nebraska. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to the Battle of the Joshes. Joshes. And then you come back and you have to say you lost. That's a tough look. That's a tough look. And you got COVID at the top of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the cherry on the cupcake. Cherry on the cupcake. Oh, my goodness. Well, congratulations to uh, Mr. Vincent, who is crowned the complete, jo- the, the epic Josh, the winner of the Joshes, joshing around, whatever happens that it may be. But just a quick little, uh, what do you call it, lesson here. The internet is awesome. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I love the internet. Internet, I love the internet. Inter- this internet, is going in the internet hall of fame. Oh yeah, if there is one, they should start doing that. They should. I agree. They really, really should. I agree. Let's invest. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> the first, first, the first room is just a a virtual gallery of the funny business podcast. <laughs> People walk through and they just hear our voices going on. So, <laughs> yep. sounds like sounds like uh sounds like heaven to me. Sounds like absolutely heaven. Go go to go to the big pearly white gates, and you get to see, you get to just hear the funny business podcast, the music as you're walking through God's gate. Just- we have two robotic Joshes with pool noodles, and like they open up, and you walk through the gate. No, that'd be like an interactive piece. Like you picked up like a pool noodle, and like you guys are like standing, like it's like gladiator. And- That's how you walk into the museum or the Hall right. of Fame. Yeah, it's perfect. Look at us, upgrades, people. We're, We're running around. We're geniuses. You know we are. We're not doctors, though. I keep saying that. We are no. not doctors. <laughs> well, that concludes the first half. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's Matt's turn. Let's say you start a podcast or you're running your own side hustle and have a bunch of links that you want your audience to know about. As a podcast, Matt and I have all of our social media, all of our podcast links, and other important things. Make it easier for your followers to find your important links, social media, and latest content by having it all in one page with solo.to. I'll be honest, I have used similar websites like this, but nothing compares to solo.to. All of your links are clean and easy to navigate. Have an upcoming video? It's really easy to make those changes. Plus, solo.to has opportunities to upgrade to include more customization, advanced analytics, and so much more. 
Solo.to is giving us a special opportunity for you to get 10% off if you create an account and upgrade. Be sure to go to solo.to slash funnybusiness to create your account today. Solo.to, it's the way to go. Okay, let's slide into the sports segments we have for you all today. Mike, the NFL made a rule change this past week. Not really to the game itself, but they are allowing... Basically, they're allowing receivers, linebackers, and cornerbacks to now wear single-digit numbers. So before, receivers could only wear, like, I think from 11, or from 10 to 19, and then from, like, 80 to 89. And a lot of these guys in college, when they're receivers, cornerbacks, linebackers, wear single-digit numbers. So when they came to the NFL, they had to change it. So the NFL this week said the receivers, they can basically wear any number that they would like, uh, which sounds, you would think most people wouldn't have a problem with this, correct? Oh, yeah. Well, Tom Brady has a huge problem with this. Of course. Yes. Of he course. He said, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. Basically, he's saying, how are guys supposed to know who they're supposed to block now? Because all these number changes are going to go on. How are quarterbacks going to remember which receiver to throw to? And one of the, the, the dumbest arguments that I've seen, because you're wearing two different colored jerseys. Yeah, uh, man. Tom Brady, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, we said a year ago, maybe he's just getting old and senile. Which... Maybe he only needs, maybe he relies on, maybe he relies on numbers and colors, colors and numbers. And if he just double takes it pretty quick, then uh-oh. <laughs> he could. I mean, this is a take I would expect from my Gronk. Maybe Gronk doesn't have like the capacity to realize number changes. I, I'm surprised. I did not, I was not aware of this, this rule based on, uh, like, receivers need double digits for their numbers. I, I was never aware of that. And a lot of the guys are saying they're going to change. Uh, Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Vikings, said he's not going to change after he realized it would cost him $1.5 million to change his number. Okay, I can understand why you don't want to change it now. <laughs> do, you, do you know why he has to pay $1.5 million to change his number? Is it a retired number that he wants to change it to? No, so the NFL has a rule that if you change your number on a current team, you have to buy the remaining merchandise of your old number. Yeah. That's How stupid. dumb is that? That's so dumb. Roger Goodell's an idiot. Facts. I, you're not wrong there. Yeah, he would have cost him $1.5 million 1.5. to buy the rest of the merchandise so he could go back to his college number four. You can't so make this dumb. up. That is so dumb. Uh, you just can't make this up. I don't know what's more dumb, Brady complaining about it, or the fact that they actually have to buy their old merchandise. Because then, like, what do they do when the person leaves? Yeah, that's a great point. Do, do they have to buy it? Like, I don't think so, because like that'd probably be a, a labor issue, like a legal issue. But I don't know how this isn't a, a labor right, issue. Like, how is this not in, in the CBA? Like, how is that? that makes no sense. And speaking of Roger Goodell, it is NFL Draft Week. The draft is this Thursday. Mike, they announced that Roger Goodell did get vaccinated, which means any player that attends the NFL Draft will be able to give him a hug once he gets selected. Oh, because I would want to give him a hug. <laughs> I mean, it's always kind of cool, like, when the first overall pick comes up. 
and like gives him a hug. It's like a cool embrace. Like the guys, some of the guys are crying. Some of the guys are like smiling from ear to ear. Uh, and one of the big things about NFL draft, it, after the season ends, we have like basically two, almost three months until the draft happens. So a lot of these scouts, sometimes they have too much time on their hands. And some of these prospects are put through a microscope as they should be. They got to realize or find out if they're going to be a good player, or good person for the team. So, Mike, let's run through some of the criticism some of these prospects are getting. And I, let's see if we think it's justified. So I have a few players here. We're going to start with Trevor Lawrence, who is probably going to be the number one pick. Uh, he's been the number one prospect coming into the college. He's the number one prospect coming out of college. And now they're questioning his motivation, Mike, because he said in a quote that he said was misunderstood mis, uh, that his life would be fine without football. So now they're questioning his motivation. You think that's valid? Uh, I mean, the dude just had a stellar college career. And, you know, I feel like some people, yeah, like it's a living. Like you make a living off of it, like you being a, a professional athlete. But even looking at that, how... Because we could say, like, oh, like, well, I'm not, not, you know, I'd be fine without the podcast. Okay. That doesn't mean I still want to, like, don't still want to do it. Like, it just... <laughs> the no, man I, has I, other routes. Like... <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. I think it's kind of just like a... He's saying maybe he has other interests that he would be fine with life if football didn't work out. The other criticism he's facing is he never faced a lot of adversity at Clemson because he only lost, like, one game, two games. Yeah. You think that's fair? Uh, his the the reason why they're criticizing him? Yeah, like saying like he's never had to be like pushed to be really good. I mean, pushing to be if you're the best player, like oh, who's gonna stop? Like that's just like my brain's hurting, Matt. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I mean, if he's been the best player coming out of high school and he's been the best player coming out of college, Chanchvari, he's going to be a pretty good pro player. Right. It's really not rocket so science. These guys just dumb. nitpick. Let's move to Zach Wilson, quarterback for BYU. This is an interesting criticism. They are saying it's bad that he was not chosen as a captain as quarterback in college because a lot of quarterbacks in college are captains of the team he was not chosen as a captain you're loving this right now i hate this so much (laughs) like boo freaking who i almost dropped the f-bomb there like yeah okay he's the he's the quarterback he makes a lot of the plays but that doesn't mean his leadership is right there I mean, yeah, you could talk about his leadership. Okay, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why he wasn't chosen to be captain because of his leadership. How could he be a leader on the team? All that stuff. Maybe he was being the puppet rather than anything. Yeah, you could talk about that. But just because he wasn't a captain, oh my god! Like <laughs> red it's flags a, everywhere. It's like he's not draftable now because he wasn't right. a captain. It's crazy. So dumb. Um, you, got let's, next, you got a next one? <laughs> oh, I have a few more. Oh my god! Let's stick with. Uh, I got two more quarterbacks. I have a few other ones, but let's stick with Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback. They're questioning his work ethic as one of his either high school or college coaches described him as, quote, last guy in, first one, first guy out. 
okay. I mean, I could, I, I, I'm okay with that. But again, that's the same thing as I hate applying it to real life. But there may be people that stay, like you know, the the regular nine to five job. There may be people that stay past the five o'clock time to not go home and still work. Okay, so there's two questions: Is the person working more, or did the person not have enough time during the actual work day to get stuff done, and now they're behind? Or they take that long to get most tasks done. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Some people, some people do just work regular eight to four, but they work hard that eight to four. Some people stay later because maybe they can't work that fast. Or that, I think that's fair. That that's fair. Uh, Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback. Scouts are saying he might be the smartest, most ready to play quarterback, but. He has the lowest ceiling out of any quarterback in the draft. That that is just more prediction than anything. That's how could you how could you say that? Because yeah, you got Trevor Lawrence and, and you got the rest of them, but like I it's it's like the draft picks, like for everybody that we never expect, and now all of a sudden they're they're one of the best players on the team. Like hate to apply basketball, but like James Harden, we never knew James Harden was going to be a star athlete until he left Oklahoma City and he was on his own. That yeah, that's a good point. I can't really complain about that. I I never like if he's ready to play right now in the NFL and he's the most ready to play. Wouldn't that be a good thing? Like just because the ceiling is not as high, we no one thought Tom Brady was a six round draft pick. Yeah, that yeah. No exactly. one thought his ceiling was high. No. So I agree. That is kind of dumb. Caleb Farley, a Virginia Tech cornerback, who coming into the season was the number one cornerback prospect in the draft. He now has a pretty bad back injury. And I just saw on my phone that there's rumors he might slip past the first round. So where do you think injuries have a say in a draft criticism for a young player who's like 23? I guess it all depends. I guess this year's crazy because of COVID and like they don't know what the heck the future is for the fall season. I mean, the season as a whole. Um, So I can understand why that's kind of questionable. But if you know the guy can play well and like he's young and can recover, like we know he's going to be okay. Yeah, he might. His ceiling might be a little bit lower because of that injury. And I will say in that context, but like you see that with a lot of players like they get injured their first year they take that whole entire year to recover they're now back and yeah they are a star but really where's that that year of a difference that that year really makes a difference i never understood people who say like well he gets injured too much well last year's first overall pick joe burrow towards acl week 11 no one knew that was going to happen who knows if he's going to be the same quarterback like injuries are just a freak thing right Uh, absolutely you brought up covid so there's a lot of players in this draft, including Panay Suell, offensive lineman from Oregon, Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, and Micah Parsons, uh, linebacker from Penn State, among others, that chose to sat out this past college football season because of COVID. Right. And that's being brought up as a criticism to is maybe, do they love the game? Matt, you are making me you're, so tired. You're going to get a headache at the end. Of I'm this. getting a headache after this. Like, uh, why? Like, I agree. I'm, I'm just going to leave it, it at that. It's COVID. All right, I got one more for you. 
Hit me. Devonta Smith. Devontae okay. Smith, who was the Heisman Trophy winner, wide receiver from Alabama. There's criticism he's too small to be a good receiver in the NFL. You know what size he is? If you tell me he's more than 5'10", I'm going to throw hands. So it's not the height that's the issue. He's 6'1", 175. So they're saying he's too skinny. Like, he's going to get injured. He's going to get cracked. But, like, okay, now that you can focus on football, like, you can get that get weight gained on you. I'm no, I'm no strength and conditioning coach, but, like, when you can actually dedicate your life to your sport, like, you're going to get some weight put on you. Just look at, look at James Olive Garden. Like, yeah, exactly. Up, like, ends up putting all this weight and then somehow loses it at the end. Like, Even though I'm still convinced that was a fat suit. I um, yeah, he also just won the Heisman Trophy for the best player in college football. I think he can play football I think at, can, at the yeah. University of Alabama for yeah. a little long. Um, I'm very excited for the draft. As always, I will give, as we did on the first episode of this podcast. I, was, I like was having deja vu when I saw the show notes. I'm like, didn't we give this last year? Well, yeah, yes. no, duh, because it's we, the same year. The, the draft was like one of our first topics. So I'll give my top five prediction. Jackson Mazagros take Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. Number two, the Jets will take Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Three is the 49ers, who are taking a quarterback. I think they'll go Mac Jones from Alabama. Four is the wild card, is the Atlanta Falcons, who might trade back. But if they keep the pick, I think they'll take Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. And then five, the Bengals, I'll say Panay Sewell from Oregon. So very excited for the draft. I'm a big draft guy. The 49ers, speaking of the 49ers, though coach had an awesome quote this uh, two days ago where they were asking if the current quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, is going to be on the roster on Sunday unless they trade him for a pick. Kyle Sanitan said, quote, I can't tell you who's going to be alive on this earth by Sunday, so I can't tell you who's going to be on this roster by Sunday. Which, he's not wrong. Technically. No, he's not. <laughs> That's a great quote. There was also another great quote this weekend. Portland State University introduced the new uh, head basketball coach, and he was just a quote machine. He said that he doesn't eat breakfast in the morning, so he can go to work hungry. That is a great line. That's a great line. And then later in his press conference, he was talking about his 2003 Chevy Tahoe that he still drives, and how it doesn't have air conditioning, because in the summer... He likes to practice his mental toughness by sitting in the hot car and doesn't have heat because of the winter. He practices his mental toughness sitting in the cold. I don't think that's how you do it, but I'll let him go. <laughs> hey, it made for a good quote in sports, which got me thinking, Mike, because there's great, great quotes in sports all over the place. So what are some of your favorite sport quotes? Either maybe related to the game or just that an athlete had in general or athlete coach anyone in sports i i remember so a little side context we used to for basketball we always used to have the schedule put up on the bleacher so like we'd always used to see like okay we're gonna run sprints so we're gonna do this this drill this drill this drill but at the end we had the quote of the day um and 
we had to memorize it because sometimes we'll get on the line and coach goes, what's the quote of the day? If you didn't, you had to run a sprint. <laughs> like, Whoa, the whole that's team crazy. Had to run a sprint. So um, I remember the first one being in order to be a champion, you must first practice like a champion. I can't even tell you who the heck's... I think Larry Bird said it. I'm going to be uh, in order to be a champion. You it's a hell of a quote. You must first practice like a champion. Yeah, I think I we people didn't know. Um, really, they said it right. Oh, what? Who was it? Interesting. Um, so it looks like it's Lou Farin Farigno. That same, sounds familiar. I don't know who that is. Lou Farigno is a American. He's an actor. Oh. Really? Did he play an athlete in a movie? Or maybe he'll play he the actually, college sport. It was probably modified to be like Kobe Bryant said it or Shaquille O'Neal. Like it was probably. always like it, somebody said it and formed it in a way to like to be a champion must first practice like one. So that that was the first ever quote of the day that we had for my sophomore year of basketball season for varsity. So <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Uh, I have a few. Do you have any others? Because I have a few. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of it really depends on practice for me, because um, we talk about practice. Uh, Alan Iverson is not a part of this quote, but um, I, I had to look it up again. Uh, you hear, you, it's so funny, Matt, you hear these quotes all the time, but you don't know who actually said it. Um, I was surprised when I saw who said this. Um, don't practice till you get it right. Practice till you can't get it wrong. Ooh, who do like you think that. said that? Um... I well, give me a sport. Gymnastics. Oh man, I have no idea. It's Miss Michaela Maroney who said it. Oh, that's a <laughs> great lady. What a gal. <laughs> yes. I, I would I actually that sounds like something like an old time quote. Just just the importance of just doing what you are not destined to do, but like doing what you're supposed to do and like keep on doing it until you can't get it wrong. Like you could apply that to anywhere, whether that's a sport, whether that's real life. Um, it it really, yeah, it it really really brings a lot of motivation of just continuing on doing stuff like like the podcast. Like we do this every week, and like it, you keep doing it, doing it, doing it until you kind of run it over. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I had my funny bone. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, Matt, which is really a, a motivation at times. Uh, is is a good old Shaq quote. You'd be surprised how simple this is based on Shaq's uh, vocabulary, his Shaq-cabulary. Um, but he said at one point, I really get motivated when I have doubters. I like that. I think it's a nice little, like, you don't ever think about the doubters, but, like, at the same time, like, you know there's people out there that will doubt you based on whatever the heck you got going on. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I love practice quotes. My, my, I had a baseball coach myself who used to say, practice doesn't make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. <laughs> I like I, 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 that stuck in my head rent free. Someone, someone said that the Jimmy Kimmel show, they were running around and like re- interviewing random people and like, you know, practice makes perfect, but they were interviewing the most random of people who were not sports. Um, it was like something like, oh, like, are you excited for like the Super Bowl tonight? And like, people have no idea like but the guy goes yeah like perfect practice makes perfect playing (laughs) i love those videos not a quote but it's hilarious 
They're the best. Well, I have a few quotes. Uh, not as motivational as, as yours, but just some funny quotes from some people in sports. Okay. Michael Vick once said, quote, I have two weapons, my arms, my legs, and my brain. So, not a math guy. Hell of a football player, just not a math guy. Um, Joe Theismann, famous NFL quarterback, once said, quote, nobody in football should be called a genius. A genius is a guy like Norman Einstein. Norman Einstein. <laughs> so, he again, he's not wrong, because he's clearly not a genius. Um, Antoine Walker, former NBA player, after a game was asked by a reporter why he took so many threes, he responded, because there's no fours. <laughs> so, shoot or shoot. Uh, you can't talk sports quotes without bringing up the late Yogi Berra uh, and his Yogi, Yogi, Yogi Berra-isms. Yogi My isms. favorite Yogi-ism. Quote, baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical. physical. So, also not a math guy. My, my favorite one from Yogi Berra was, if there's a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> That's a classic one. Classic. Um, Jerry Rice, maybe the greatest wide receiver of all time, was once asked where he viewed himself on that greatest all-time greatest receivers. Of all time. He said, quote, I feel like I'm the best, but you're not going to get me to say that. <laughs> After you just said that. So, um, Joe Jacoby, who was a former offensive lineman in the NFL, before he played in the Super Bowl, said, quote, I'd run over my own mother to win the Super Bowl. So, that's dedication right there. That's dedication, apparently. Yeah, his draft stock's going to go way back up. Uh, Vince Lombardi, Hall of Fame coach, Super Bowl trophy named after him, said once after a game, quote, we didn't lose the game, we just ran out of time. <laughs> not wrong. He's not wrong. Technically not wrong. And then my three favorite quotes in all of sports. Who do you think you are? I am. Who do you think you are? Whoever. Uh, Mike Tyson once said after one of his final boxing matches against Lennox Lewis, what's next for him? Because everyone kind of knew he was done. And Mike Tyson said, quote, I'm going to fade into Bolivian. He thought Poetic. he said I'm going to fade into oblivion. Poetic. Instead, he's just going to fade into the country Bolivia. It's, it's <laughs> The video is hysterical. It's one of my favorite videos of all time. My favorite sports quote of all time, the late Kobe Bryant. After a practice, a reporter asked him if there is a player in the league who would compliment him, which player's compliment would mean the most. Kobe said, quote, I don't know. I don't really care about any of them. Because <laughs> that's just Kobe. And that's that's God just the type of guy that Kobe is. What was what was another one too? It was was it Rich who played for the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks? Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman when he was interviewed, something about like showing up, and he goes, "I'm just here so I don't get oh, fined." Marshawn Lynch, yeah, Marshawn during Lynch, the Super Bowl, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just here I forgot so about I don't that get one. Fined. <laughs> like the whole press conference, he did that. That was great. <laughs> and then the ha 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 ha. Oh, of course, Kawhi. From Kawhi. He's just a quote machine. <laughs> oh, uh, real quick, guy. Mike, in baseball this past weekend, Madison Bumgarner, pitcher for the Giants. Through a seven inning no hitter because they were playing a double header, so double headers are only seven innings, and everyone's all up in arms whether that should count as an actual no hitter. Your thoughts? Ah, uh, I'm gonna say no. But he didn't give up a hit, and he pitched the he whole game. Didn't. But compared to other no hitters, how many innings did they play? 
He played two less, but he still pitched a complete game no-hitter. Says the, you know, it could be like me who pitched two innings, had no hits, and I could say, well, I had a no-hitter. We won. I had a no-hitter. Yeah, but that's different because you have a guy come in relief for you. It's still say... Are they, How about are, we, they complaining, are they complaining about a no-hitter or a perfect game? No-hitter. I, th- I think we just put an asterisk next to it. Like, just say, hey, this guy only pitched seven innings. Okay. I, can, I, I, I like that compromise. Okay. I can work with that. Perfect. Great teamwork. For, and before we get to the examine, I just friendly reminder, people start watching UFC. Awesome card. Obviously not awesome when the guy shattered his shin and his shin made an L that was actually gross but all of the fights were just phenomenal and it's one of the, the up and coming sports and I just love it I, I I know you saw that video it was it's bad yeah it was it was bad so bad it was it was so bad they didn't show the replay for like five minutes and they just showed the guy who won yeah who I guess you can say he won. He was just like sitting on the mat and he was just I, like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Can't even imagine what the control room was like putting on that event. They're like, oh my God, pull away, ban, ban, don't even what? Like, Did I tell you about the fight right before that? No. So right before that, the guy got kicked in the back of the leg and he like, the dude broke his nerve in his back of his knee and he went to take a step and his leg just gave out. That was back-to-back fights. The doctor, he finished the round. He had like a minute left after that happened. And then the doctor came in and was like, no, you can't stop. But that was back-to-back fights. One guy broke a nerve in his leg. The other guy broke his shin. Oh, that just it makes me so uncomfortable, Matt. That's- <laughs> it, it listened to me too, but it was... Like, how do you, how, how do you, how do you get back to that? Like, If you don't. can fight in UFC... I think you're just a maniac, and you you you're just you just want to beat metal. people up. Yeah, you're made of metal. That's all you are. Literally, I mean, th- those guys are insane. Oh my god, they're insane. That concludes the sports topics we have for you all today. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for another brand new segment. This one shouldn't be hard to follow. It is. Would you rather? So I have found a bunch of would you rather's. Do I even have to explain it? Go for it. Okay, like, so basically I'll give it. it... Okay, perfect. So let's just dive right into it. I don't know how many we'll do. We'll just see how long it takes. Mike, do you want a funny one? Do you want a serious one to start off with? I'll let you pick. Let's start with the funny. Do you... Wow, Matt. Perfect missed opportunity there. Do you want a funny, funny. one or Damn do you it. want a business a one? <laughs> Says the one who does the segments. <laughs> I'm so dumb. I will take the funny one, please. Okay. Would you rather... Eat a meal of cow tongue or octopus? Uh, octopus. Cooked, I right? Think, I think I would too because you can just tell yourself it's sushi. Right. That's And I think people get octopus like at like, like sushi restaurants. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd be comfortable like seeing a tentacle and eating that. But if you like cook it, maybe put like some spicy chipotle mayo on it. I, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I'm game. I, 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 I would I think I would try cow tongue though I've seen cow tongue on James Corden's uh, fill, spill, your, spill your guts or fill your guts does it look really cow- gross alright so I'm sticking with the octopus stick with the octopus okay perfect <laughs> stick with the octopus uh, Mike 
Would you rather your only mode of transportation be a donkey or a giraffe? Giraffe. Alright, so I wanna say giraffe. I mean the However, donkey's more more efficient, I guess yep. is the best way to put it. What if you fall off the giraffe? You have seatbelts. There's no seatbelt on the giraffe. Yes. <laughs> like if you fall off off the giraffe, you're you're breaking the body. You're or you're breaking the bone in your body. <laughs> you're breaking your body. <laughs> you might break your it's like that scene from Dodgeball. Derek fell off the roller coaster, broke every bone in his body. Body. Riding a giraffe would be cool, though. Have you ever really seen cool. anyone ride a giraffe? No. Is that I possible? I've fed a giraffe before. Have you? I have. They I got was, long tongues. Oh, yeah. That was the disgusting part. But what did you feed it? What did they eat? Carrots. Oh, okay. You just, stuck, you just stuck the, you know, they were able to grab the rest of the carrot and was able to eat it. Interesting. I didn't know they ate carrots. I, I didn't really know what giraffes eat, to be honest. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, this is this one's very interesting, and it okay. really makes you think. I'm ready. Would you rather go into the past and meet your ancestors, or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren? Oh, this is a stumper. Yeah, this is a good one. This, I'll let you go good, first. Matt. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Because if you think about it in this weird metaverse, like it's technically the same thing. It's just what side of the coin that you are on. True. Like, you either be the ancestor or you be, like, you meet the, like, you be the future or you be the past, no matter what side you choose. Both would be really cool. Like, you go visit the ancestors, you are the future, but if you go visit the future grandchildren, you're the ancestor. Right. For my own sake, I would visit my ancestors. Um, okay. and, and it's a, more of a personal touch. I, I don't know too much about my ancestry a little bit. Um, and I've heard a lot. I mean, I, I am a part of the Rutledge family. Um, apparently, there is a Rutledge that signed the the, dec- the Constitution. Whoa. Um, so, and, you know, I've heard, oh, yeah, like, it's one of our cousins. Well, okay, great. Like, <laughs> but... That would be, I guess that would just help me out better to understand what my, what my heritage is. So I'm going to go visit my ancestors. That's not a bad choice. I think I would say great, great grandchildren because, how do I want to explain this? So meeting your ancestors would be cool and we see where you came from. Right. But seeing where your great grandchildren are, that's kind of like a direct impact of like what you did in a, in a sense. (laughs) But you can't control both ways if you think about it. Like, ancestors, that's how it was delivered. But then your great-great-grandchildren, like, you had kids. Your kid met a a wife or a husband. And then they had kids. And then, like, it's all fate. Like (laughs) It is, but, like, you had more of an impact of, like, what led up to their lives. Yeah. And I think that would be kind of cool to see. But they were both options were just phenomenal. Yeah, that was, wow, <laughs> great. Uh, this one's pretty cool too. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? So any moment you can press it, you either rewind or you can just pause it. <laughs> I'm more looking at it from a practical term. <laughs> okay, I would probably go with the rewind button because Why? if you hit pause like you're just 
I'm thinking of the movie Click. Like you pause, like everybody yeah. just freezes. Yeah. And and you're taking in the moment. I guess that's what the pause button's for. You're taking in the moment. But like the rewind button, you're able to relive the moment over and over and over and over again. That's what I had this conversation with our good friend Lori, and she said you could just relive awesome moments. Right. Like the cool thing about pressing pause is you can sit there and reflect on what happened. But you could also do that while you're experiencing it. Absolutely. Like I could think of a really particular time, like during the Blue Man Group, like when they had their final. Perf- have you ever been to a Blue Man Group concert? I've not. Oh my god, they're phenomenal. Um, they have like the bouncing like they're like beach balls but they're gigantic and like they have all these lights and all these streamers going out and i just remember just like taking the time just to look around and i'm like how cool is this um but then i could hit the rewind button and do it all over again <laughs> yeah oh no, so, i agree yeah rewind button for me uh let's do two more mike would you rather be five uh four foot five inches or seven foot seven inches uh four foot four inches why i feel like it would be harder to navigate seven feet that's probably true however i would choose seven foot seven inches because that is a one-way ticket to the nba yeah (laughs) i just look at taco fall yeah he's like seven foot three doesn't play a lot but he's in the nba and like he's probably gonna make a living for himself after basketball because he's Taco Fall. You gain you gain the popularity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let me pick a good one here. This is the final one. Now we'll do two more. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, here's a good one, Mike. Would you rather have an unlimited gift certificate to a restaurant or a clothing store? Oh, that's tough. Um clothing store I would probably agree because I'll save it for uh, a, a say what <laughs> or um, just but like I feel like you need more clothes replenished and yeah like I you'd be okay buying food to me yeah I mean, I mean clothes can get really expensive right like if I had a unlimited gift certificate the golf galaxy like that would just be my dream. You and Golf Galaxy. <laughs> so I got this yeah, like men's men's warehouse. Um, you know, even those bigger stores like Express, like how expensive those things are. Macy's is okay, but again, it's very expensive at times. So um, cheap, and if you find really really good deals, I've gotten suits that are super cheap but super nice. Tommy Hilfiger was another one I got for like two hundred dollars for both pants and the the jacket. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's some deals, but, like, things can get expensive. And you think about it, you go to a restaurant, you get a full meal for, like, 20 bucks, maybe? 20 bucks. But, like, if you go to, like, Nike, like, a pair of shorts is 20, a t-shirt's 20, socks are, like, five, shoes are, like, 100. Yeah. Like, to put a whole outfit together is a lot more than eating a whole meal. You could definitely predict food prices more than clothing prices. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, let's do one final one. I love this one because it's so stupid. Would you rather randomly time travel forward or backwards 20 years every time you fart (laughs) or teleport to a different place on Earth, on land, not water, every time you sneeze? 
So I've been sneezing absolutely the worst. I've yeah, had like five times a lot. to sneeze. Yeah. 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 You've, yeah. You've heard me. Yeah. Was, last night. Yeah. Yes. Last night. I'm like, ha-chi, yeah. Ha-chi. <laughs> I feel like as weird as this sounds, I can control my farts. So. So you're going, going with fart. that one? I'm going with the fart. The flatulence. I'm going to, I'm going to go with sneezing just because I would like being able to teleport would be the coolest thing in the world. Like people, when you ask like, what's the one superpower you would want? It's teleportation for me every single day of the week. It's just so cool. Like, think about it. You sneeze, and like all of a sudden, you're at Game Seven of the NBA Finals. <laughs> like that's cool. Like, yeah, would it suck if like you sneeze and you end up in like Siberia? Well, it, this this scenario, it's on land, not water. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, if you sneeze, would it suck if you end up in like Siberia? Yeah, but and just make you yourself to- sneeze. I was going to say farting and sneezing are like two hard things to do. I feel like I feel like if you had the ability to teleport when every time you sneeze, you'd become pretty good at making yourself sneeze too. Yeah. <laughs> like that and plus if you fart and go backwards in time, there's no saying that if you fart next time you go back forward, you could go backwards three times, forward twice, backwards again, forward twice. Like you never know <laughs> if it's going to be forward or backwards. But then the biggest question of them all for both scenarios is how do you get back to normal? Well, that's why I think teleportation is is the easier answer because let's say you teleport from Pennsylvania to California and you just buy a plane ticket. But what if you sneeze during the plane ride? Man, that's a good question. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what you know would be funny is if you sneezed at your home and then you go to like Disneyland and then you're on the plane, you sneeze and you end up back at home and you just spent like $300 on a plane ticket. That would be hysterical. Kids, you don't need a plane ticket. I'm going to try to get there myself. Don't ask me how I'll get there. <laughs> I just, I, every time I think about teleportation, I just get so excited. It's like, it's the coolest thing in the world. I, I, oh, yeah, I Well, yeah. it's not real, but it would be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> Oh, man, that's fabulous. Well, that concludes another episode of the Funny Business Podcast. We're rolling right through, having a fun time, not a long time. Maybe for sneezing or farting or teleporting or fast-forwarding, rewinding. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on our Spotify, subscribe on our Apple Podcast, and do everything, whatever else you have to do on other social platforms, listening platforms. Um, make sure you follow us on our social media. You can find all of our social media at solo.to slash funnybusiness. Um, Matt, what a ride. What, what a ride yeah. it's been. I still uh, think about it to this day. Crazy, strange time it's been on Zoom. Yeah, I have something fun to show you after the the pod, so um, okay, it'll be good. But until I, the I next, do, hold on, hold on. I just do want to say thank you again, to the listeners, because we did have a, another really crazy spike in plays. We did like a really crazy spike, so that was awesome to see. Could have been me, but that's okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll take it for granted. Just in the just in like the past like two week total, it's it's been yeah. it's been insane. No, thank you all so much. We really, really appreciate it. That's all I got. And, on t- and until the next time, we'll see you all the next episode. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>